0: Basshole Studios in Hollywood, California. Yo, what time is it? You're listening to I'm a Basshole with Doug Bass. We've all been one. So let's laugh about it. Now, here's your host, Doug Bass.
1: Hey, everyone, what's going on? It's Doug Bass, your host of I'm a Basshole, the podcast. I am your head asshole. I am your asshole. No, I'm not really your asshole, but I am an asshole. If I was your asshole, that'd be an an entirely different conversation that I don't think I'm quite frankly ready for. But I can be an asshole to you if you need that in your life. I'm a basshole. Not just an asshole. I'm a basshole. We got a great show for you guys today. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast fixed. Make sure you do that. Uh, the uh, the IG, Instagram is at Basshole Podcast or at Basshole Show. Www.com. no not .com. www.bassholeshow.com is where you can find out all the information on the podcast. Our live shows, which will be starting up at the Hollywood Improv on October 9th at 9 p.m. Tickets are on sale for that now. We're going to be having other shows as well, hopefully, in the future. Um, we got a great show for you guys today. I want to. My guest today is uh, comedian Sally Mullins. Uh, Sally has been doing stand-up in L.A. and all over the place for over 20 years. Uh, she's not just a stand-up comedian. She's also a podcaster. She's a podcast host. She has a podcast called Hello Cougar that's been around for several years now. Uh, and she's also an adult Film actress. Yes. Yes, that's right. You heard that. If you are driving around right now and you hit your brakes, well, be careful because Sally Mullins is like a triple threat. She is a stand-up comic, podcaster, and adult film actress. And she uh, is true to herself. Uh, she is one of these people that I met years ago doing stand-up comedy at the Comedy Store. And uh, I love her. She's, uh, she's super funny and she's true and real. And that's hard to find in L.A. these days, I'll tell you that. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm super excited to, to jump in and interview here, interview her. Cause I haven't seen her in a few years. It's been a while. Um, and, uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure it's going to be fascinating. And I'm sure she has a, an amazing asshole story that she's willing to share because she, uh, she does not hold back in her comedy and, and, and that's a great thing. And, uh, you guys should follow her and check her out and all that good stuff. But, uh, let's jump into the interview, uh, with comedian Sally Mullins. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Um you uh you're a comedian, obviously. I'm going to uh, yeah, like I'm just going to jump right in because like everyone already knows you in the comedy scene. Um you know, if if they're listening to this podcast and they don't know you, you've been doing stand up for over 20 years, is that correct?
2: Yeah. I mean, they've probably seen me on and off, but I've been on the whole time, Exhausting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so you've been you've been doing stand up in the LA scene for over twenty years. You you perform at the comedy store all over the place. Um, you uh, you also have a podcast called uh, Hello Cougar. Is that what it's called?
2: Hello Cougar podcast. Yeah. 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 And it used to be called a porn mom podcast, but it was really hard to get sponsorship. And well, I still don't have sponsorship, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I gave it a PG thirteen name.
1: Well, that's interesting, and you bring that up because it's like it used to be called Porn Mom Podcast. This this podcast used to just be called I'm an asshole, and uh, <laughs> and, then, and then I changed it to Basshole because you know it was my last name, and it kind of just worked anyway. But yeah, I was having the same problem. People were like, "Well, we don't want to post this on our ad because it says asshole," and I'm like, "Uh, all right, yeah. all right, I guess."
3: Our
2: censorship. I mean, my thing was like people really seem to like. To say i'm on porn mom podcast like it was kind of like you know naughty and fun for them but i was worried about instagram targeting it Right. and, and uh, you know now i now i still feel though i still feel that it's like too much of a the fact that i do adult video i feel like it's very hard for me to get sponsorship so i basically just have to talk about it's like free advertising i just talk about shit that works and i'm like congratulations free advertising maybe i'll just make more money on OnlyFans for being a good good person
1: there you go yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah now that another way that do bring that up i mean you're a stand-up comedian but you're also uh an adult uh actress and adult performing in the adult entertainment industry um and uh that's like a unique combo i would think uh stand-up slash you know adult film actress um how did you start? What did you start first? Was it was it adult film acting or stand-up? Was it at the same time?
2: You know, it was very similar. First of all, I do just want to say that you look great oh. and that I like both of the names of your podcast, but I like this one better because, you know, right. your last name is naturally funny, so it I was, just want to say that. Thank you. Yeah, um, It was kind of a
1: no-brainer. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes those are the things we miss. <laughs>
1: it is. It's like, you know as simple as it is. It takes you like a beat to be like, wait, yeah, it should be called this. They're right. Thank you for pointing that out.
2: Freaking perfect. And then you get then you get away with it. Right. Um, I got into stand up slightly first. Uh, definitely, like three years before, I'd say I got into any kind of adult adventures, mm-hmm. and I I. Was having a great time and stand up, but it was sort of one of the ways to supplement my income or or to be able to do more stand up right. that way and not have to work like a regular full time job was to get into the adult industry. So yeah, I got into the adult industry when I was about 33, and I'd been doing stand up about three years, mm-hmm. three or four years. Yeah,
1: that's great. I mean, yeah, I mean, it seems like. Yeah, like any job when you're a stand-up that like makes it easier to go out at night and do these gigs and shows all night, like, and if you only have to work like, I mean, I don't know what the uh, the schedule would be like for an adult performer, but I'm guessing you you're not working every day. I'm guessing it's like you know we <laughs> once every other yeah. week. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but um, yeah, you would think like it frees up a lot of time and you're able to make you know decent cash and you know pay your bills and and whatnot and fulfill your you know your stand-up uh, schedule and so. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and yeah, then, it, I, and then you're able to to you know you you're one of the the you're one of the you're one of the rare performers that like I don't know I mean like a lot of people like you know I mean porn is like now so mainstream now especially with like OnlyFans and whatnot it's like everyone is doing it it seems like and it's like mm-hmm. you know you you had the uh, the in before it was cool you know almost it's like
2: <laughs> <laughs> well. I am on OnlyFans, but I didn't get onto it until right. it had been making good money for a couple of years. I mean, I was sort of like, "Oh, I'm just gonna do videos and I'm gonna make my money that way, and I'm gonna stay away from like all this uh, tech." <laughs> right? But it's definitely, it's definitely the way to go. I mean, the industry has really—it's
1: changed, really changed, right? Essentially, anyone can do this now from their their living room or whatever, and uh, all they yeah. need is a iPhone yeah. or a webcam and some lights, and that's
3: it, right? Yeah.
2: I mean, anyone can be a porn star. Anyone can be a comedian. I mean, there really are some things that not everyone can do because you need a license. And for that, you need an education. And for that, you need, you know, money or opportunities. So and an aptitude, you know, for it. That's true. Yeah, definitely. I mean, anyone can do porn, but not everyone can make money at it. And, you know, I. Yeah. And not everyone is
1: good at it, I'm guessing, because like (laughs) to be good.
2: (laughs) I, I definitely don't. I don't think I'm good at it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, to be yeah. good at it, you have to make money at it. And obviously you've been, uh, you know, living a comfortable life, uh, you know, doing that and comedy. So something's working.
2: Something's working. I mean, many people would say like uh, Jennifer Aniston isn't funny, but she seems to be making a living in comedy. So, yeah, she's
1: she's you know. doing quite well, I would say. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Um, so you, uh, so, so you, um, you're also a big animal lover. Um, you, uh, you have, how many dogs do you have?
2: Okay. So right now I have four dogs. Four. Yeah.
1: And you had more than that, didn't you? At one point.
2: I've had more. Yeah. I've had like up to six dogs. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I remember at one time having, Thirteen animals. Thirteen. A baker, seven. Yeah, I have eleven now, dude. I have eleven dogs now.
1: Jeez, and I'm like 11, yeah, pet. and
2: eleven pets. I'm sorry. Eleven, 11 pets. pets. Yeah. Pets. Well, because
1: like I work with animals, pets. I only I only have two, but. Um, you uh, you aren't in animal rescue though either. You just you just have these dogs, right? You're just caring oh, for I'm them. I'm
2: very much an independent rescuer. Independent. And we yeah. haven't seen each other in a minute, but in 2020, I got back into independent rescue. Oh, that's great. And you're you're in LA. You're in LA, but I'm in the freaking desert now. And part of the reason why is is the animals. You know, it's yeah. Like, I I have too many animals for LA.
1: Yeah. So you lived you lived outside of LA in the in the valley, right? And now you now you live. Like even further, I don't even know where you are right now. You're like you're like an undisclosed location with a pink blanket behind you.
2: Fucking Wipro. yeah, Wipro. <laughs> um, no, Doug, I was always in L.A. I was in the West Valley in yeah. L.A. County, Winneka, Winnecca California. Winnecca is part of L.A., but I had to move. July first, I bought a house. I'm in I'm in the Mojave Desert. I'm three hours outside of L.A. Wow,
1: how are you liking it's living true. out there?
2: I love it. Yeah. It's just far and it's weird. Um, it's a really weird place. It's super affordable. I'm very far from L.A. I try to only come into L.A. once a week mm-hmm. because it's a lot the drive is a lot. It's a lot. And it's, you know, it's a little dangerous to be on the road that much in the dark. Oh, yeah. Like I live in a very rural area and you can't get like cell phone reception. I mean, it's a little like I don't want to push it with like you know, reality of statistics and everything, Right. but I do love living out here. I mean, I bought a house so that,
1: yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be really freeing. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't know how many years you lived in LA. I'm here almost 20 years in January now, and it's a lot. I mean, it it definitely takes a toll on you after a while. And, uh, I would say it's probably very freeing just to live, you know, in, in the desert out there, even though you're far from the city and everything, but you're, you know, you know, now with, with the, with the internet and, you know, only fans and like, obviously there's comedy zoom and I'm sure there's yeah. shows you're doing, you're, you know, you're probably in between here and Vegas, I'm assuming. Right.
2: Yeah. That's basically where I am. I'm pretty close to death Valley. And I mean, Doug, I was already like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, you can't have it both ways, but I was 45 minutes from LA. So I wasn't living in like Hollywood I right. wasn't dealing with the parking and like just that feeling of everyone being on the street and on your ass. Yeah. I didn't have that feeling when I lived in LA County, but I had it for a little while because right before I moved, I was in a three month rental in North Hollywood in the arts district. And that's very like up on your tits kind of vibe, oh, totally. but it was cool. Yeah. 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 It was cool. Though. It was a great location, but yeah, like out here, I mean, it's really peaceful and, You don't really, I mean, if you don't want to wear your seatbelt, you don't have to. Like, if you want to have a beer in your car, you you can have that. No one's really
1: stopping you and looking for that stuff out there, I'm guessing.
2: No, no, they're not. They're not stopping you. They're not looking at you. I mean, if they are like the cops I've seen are like minding their own business and really, I mean, I'm sure if they wanted to get on your ass for something, they could, but nobody's messing with me in my Prius at all <laughs> not even about politics
1: yeah well that's <laughs> well there you go that's that's great though I mean yeah it's, it's got to be great I mean now are there shows there that you're doing like in, in local shows or do you go no you go to LA or another bigger city to do something
2: yeah I mean I just go to la once a week because it's really rural out here there is there's one restaurant yeah. in Trona California there's one restaurant and the town was um hit by a huge earthquake in 2019 oh wow there's about a thousand people in this area uh Searles Valley is like the whole area it's very I mean it's the cheapest place in California yeah like uh, Zillow Zillow showed me on that you know Um, right and and I was like my house was under 100 grand
1: that's that's amazing for California. And you're and you're able to have all these all these animals that you, you love so dearly that no one's gonna complain that you have fourteen pets or whatever, you know, your nosy neighbors and yeah. shit.
2: I mean eleven, but you know, yeah. it could be fourteen and still nobody's gonna complain and it's uh it's unincorporated, it's very unincorporated.
3: That's a, that's awesome. No, that's nobody
2: awesome. seems to have messed with me so far. I mean, if my animals were unruly and disturbing right. this quiet. You know, I could see that it would be drama. People would be like, Trashy lady, you moved in, but I'm just like quiet podcast, uh <laughs> only fan solo porn lady, so nobody's <laughs> knocking.
1: But yeah, you're you're <laughs> also you're living in the middle of the desert. You, these animals are there to like protect you almost from the other uh wilderness that may be around you and uh, you know. Yeah, like
2: tweakers, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 that randomly just show up in the in the desert. Yeah. Yeah.
2: One guy did. One guy was uh. He had kind of been to my house with my handyman to do some work and then he thought it was okay to like knock on my door because he said the cops were looking for him and like I flipped out on him. I was like, are you working on my property right now? Then get the fuck off. This is not cool. Like yeah. I had like a shovel. And I was kind of freaking out and <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows? Like maybe I should have just been chill. And if he would have said, hey, the cops are on my ass, I would have been like, all good just stay here for a second yeah but, but you
1: you do have to be careful though because that. is there a lot of crime up there or is it is it just mainly I, just like 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 people like that like wandering around like possibly on something or whatever
2: not as much as la it's not people wandering around as much yeah. as la no
1: it's dangerous here now i mean it's it's you know you've lived yeah. here a long time too you've seen you've seen it turn over the course of the pandemic it's bad now
2: well, honestly, Doug, like the second night I moved to L.A., which was in like 1996 or something, mm-hmm. that the apartment right next to me got robbed. So I'm calling 911 without even knowing my address. So I always felt like, you know, L.A. was wild and I'm from Florida. And Plus, sometimes I don't really like feel things like if you took me to Ukraine right now, I would. I would recognize you know that it was very very different but yeah for the most part I'm probably tuned into some other things as and not so much into normal things you know I'm an odd duck. You right know, so that's why you
1: like- you're from Florida originally now were you born in the UK or are you from Florida
2: <laughs> I was born in England yeah you and were I I've read Florida that when I was nine years old have you lived there
1: Florida or the UK no, either. No, uh I I my parents live in Florida half half a year now. They live in like Naples area. So oh, yeah, yeah.
2: so we I the East Coast, aren't
1: we? I'm from New Jersey originally, yeah. So uh they do mm-hmm. have they do have to year New Jersey, they have to year Florida. So I do go to Florida now like once a year at least to go see them. So what part of Florida are you from?
2: West Boynton um, Beach and I went to college in Boca Raton, oh, I nice. in high school in Delray. You know it. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: really nice. Yeah, know? it is nice over there. And then you were born in the UK, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And my dad's job brought us to Florida when I was like nine years old, and that was, you know, like a big change. But yeah, I'm really grateful to have. I'm really grateful to have both influences. Yeah. I mean, so you were not. So you lived. You, know.
1: you lived in the UK till you were nine, and then you went to Florida. Uh-huh. And you don't have any kind yeah. of. Did you have a dialect when you when you got here?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. But if you're pre-puberty you lose it and I was not one of those girls getting their period at nine
1: you know right 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 yeah 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 that's interesting
3: because
1: sometimes people sometimes people like still have like a like a tinge of it I would say like I think more days now if someone like moved from UK to the states they would still have that dialect because either they would try to hold on to it or you know it's like (laughs) I don't know it's interesting how like people some people like have lived here like 30 years and they still you know they still they have a dialect from wherever they're from and it never goes away
3: for it just some reason.
2: Depends when they came over. If you ask when they came over, if they came over like twelve, thirteen, they're gonna keep some of it. It's yeah. all about puberty. Apparently, it's
1: this interesting spring, you know? puberty. See, I didn't know how that. I didn't know that that had anything to do with it. Puberty and the dialogue.
2: Yeah, and I went through puberty like really late. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then it was just the so, the accent was gone, and everything else yeah formed after that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when I talk to my parents on the phone, I I'll talk. I'll be talking to them for about fifteen minutes, and by the end of the conversation, it, it comes more like this. It comes you know? back
1: a little it's bit, come yeah. Back, yeah,
2: yeah. And it's also not what you think. Like, like most people think, an English accent is more proper and posh. But I was very, I was from a very country part of England, so was it more like Cockney? So much, not Cockney, because we're from the north. Okay. And the north. England is like the South in America. Yeah. It's like the country, so it was more like it was Yorkshire. It was yeah, Northern, yeah. and it was more like that kind of thing. You Got know? it. Yeah, it's a country accent of England.
1: Interesting. Very too. interesting. Have you been <laughs> back? Have you been back since you uh, moved to the States at all?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say the last time I was back for a visit with family would be shit the 80s when i was in high school yeah. i mean, i wouldn't know most of my relatives so definitely you know years and years and years and then i was there i think maybe 2015 touring for the military yeah i was playing comedy like certain military bases yeah in england
1: that's cool so yeah, yeah you went overseas and, mm-hmm. and inter- entertained the troops and stuff which was which yeah. is always i mean I, I always think that's amazing that comedians get to do that i mean that's that's pretty cool that you got to do that. I would say, what was that
3: great experience crowds. like?
2: Yeah, great crowd. In fact, oh my gosh, I just found this the other day. This is like a a challenge coin. This is from a really great show in Honduras. Oh wow! I think 2014. I went to um, Central America, and you know, this was Honduras, so that was a killer crowd. I mean, you just got some really great crowds. They're like, let's have fun. Yeah. And also, they, they bring a lot. You know, like these people you know are in the military they're they're living life like they have you know an energy for life that allows them to you know achieve the success and the discipline and like they can really bring it as a crowd
1: oh of course yeah i'm sure they they, they're so thankful for it as well um Mm -hmm. so your podcast hello cougar how long have you been doing that now a while right
2: wow okay so i started it as porn mom podcast in 2019 Mm -hmm. And then once the pandemic kicked in, I put it on ice because I was doing it out of a podcast studio. Oh, you were? And then at the end of... Yeah, I was in Koreatown. Um, What was that studio called? Uh, Comedy Mm Pop-Up. And then uh, I started it again the end of 2020. Or maybe it was like beginning of 2021, but I brought it back. I brought it back as Porn Mom Podcast and, you know, always having comedy guests or porn guests sometimes just like an OnlyFans creator who's doing something really different on there. Yeah, that's cool. It's
3: it's
1: kind of like Mm -hmm. a crossover where like comedians can meet, you know, porn uh, actors and uh, vice versa and uh, the worlds collide, I guess, you know, but that's a good networking thing. You never know, especially now that OnlyFans is so mainstream and stuff. And a lot of, you know, people are trying comedy now. all, All kinds of people are trying stand up, I think.
2: Yeah, you, yeah, there are like, I mean, more and more adult stars try stand up all the time. But I do feel as far as OnlyFans, I feel like it's pretty much like the end of, or exactly a year ago, pretty, pretty sure it was exactly a year ago, you know, OnlyFans tried to kick porn off. Yeah,
1: they said they that they, they were dabbling with it. not doing it anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: which is stupid, right? I mean, like, that, that's like what made them. And then they're going to get rid of it. That doesn't make any sense.
2: It was so weird and I still don't really know what was behind it or if it was, you know, uh a setup or, yeah, or was, publicity or
3: anything.
1: It was it was kinda like when uh you know, like when Netflix was like, Well, we're not gonna do, you know, the uh do remember they changed their name at one point? I don't know if you remember that.
2: <laughs> I don't remember. This one was this.
1: Oh, it was like it was like right before I think it was it was when streaming started but they were gonna call like the streaming service something else and keep the DVD. You know how they had the, did the mail in DVDs. That's how they started. And they were gonna oh, they no. were gonna they were gonna change the name of like the Netflix streaming service to something else and then keep the um the DVD as Netflix or something. It was gonna it was I it was some stupid name. It lasted literally like two weeks and then they were like, no, this is a bad idea. <laughs> was well,
3: like-
2: OnlyFans that lasted I think six days. Yeah, and then they. It's the same. It's yeah. a bad idea. We're gonna go back, and we hear you. We see you. Well, that's Bye. the
1: thing. I, they've even reached out to me about like you know starting an account for like comedy or whatever. And you know, I got an yeah. email from someone on yeah. OnlyFans saying like, "Oh, you should start an OnlyFans for a stand-up or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So yeah, they're trying to do like more mainstream stuff as well, I guess.
2: Well, how recently did they do that though?
1: Um, maybe like two or three months ago.
2: Okay. Well, then they keep trying. They yeah. keep trying. I mean, they're making so much money on adult performers that you know. It's funny that they keep trying to like. You would think just
1: like just own up to it and like it's working for you, (laughs) and you know, count your (laughs) blessings and keep going with it. You know, add to it if you want, but keep what keep what made you you. You know, so um, all right. Well, this
2: uh, that musical with the puppets or something, and they're like they have that song called "The Internet Is for Porn Now" or
1: something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs)
2: I feel like about OnlyFans. Like just accept
1: it. Exactly. Everyone knows where to go now for that. It's like you want to see your your neighbor that's possibly on there. She's probably on there. Just look for her name, you know. (laughs)
2: Hey, how about that as a pickup line? Uh if you were an OnlyFans model, what would you call yourself?
1: Yeah. Exact yeah, exactly. It's like uh two truths and a lie or something like that. Yeah. Um Well, all right. This, so this is the, uh, I'm a Basshole show. So, uh, people do come on here and they talk about a time in their life that they may have been, uh, an asshole. Um, it can be an isolated incident. It could be a chunk of time in your life. Maybe you're one now and you're owning up to it and you're proud of it. Anything along those lines, a little story, a little, you know, anecdote that you might want to share with the, uh, the audience today.
2: So many things, so many times. Um, Okay, I wasn't aware that I was supposed to be the asshole, but no problem. You can, you if can, can if you're
1: not comfortable, <laughs> you can talk about sometimes someone, someone was an asshole to you, anything along the theme. But yeah, a lot of people like try to, you know, say something that they did one time. Yeah.
2: Oh, this was really lame. Um, so I was crazy about this guy in college, and uh, he had dated this woman who was a little, they were both a little older than me. They were grad students and he had dated this woman for a while. And then, you know, he'd broken her heart and she'd gone away for the summer. She'd taken an acting job that took her away for the whole summer. And she'd met a dude and she was with that dude. Now, you know, like some people are like serial monogamous. I mean, that might've been how she was, but she definitely got her heart broken. this guy before and I I was crazy about this guy so I became her friend just to feel closer to this guy and find out more about him and be on the receiving end of information about him and feel involved in his life Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and gain access to him in some way because I was just so incredibly, insanely in love with him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's an asshole
3: move.
1: So you ended up being with this guy?
2: I ended up losing my virginity to him and uh he gave me herpes and I deserved it.
3: Oh, all right. Well
1: <laughs> There you go. Now now that not that you expected to uh get that from, from yeah, from doing this, but when that happened were you kinda like, yeah, this is maybe <laughs> karma
3: or
2: um no i was like fuck i have herpes
1: Mm -hmm. yeah well yeah of course but i mean you know it's like at a young age
2: i don't think we we knew about karma in the
1: 80s probably not i don't think that word existed
2: (laughs) yeah i don't think she was around but you know that was a long time ago and like apparently I don't have herpes anymore, according to my blood, so I'm here to tell people, like, no matter what they tell you, if you live long enough, you will age out of herpes. There's
1: a cure for herpes. It's age. It's, it's, it's getting yeah. older. <laughs> that yeah. kind of makes sense, though, maybe. I mean, because, maybe because well, because, I mean, look, isn't herpes, like, it literally, you know, you have an outbreak, and then you kind of know it's coming, I guess, and, like, there's, there's all the, the yeah. there's pills and creams and all that shit, but... yeah Yeah. it's kind of like you may have it but you may never have like an outbreak again or whatever you know that's
2: what happens to most people who get herpes like they get like one outbreak and then it never comes back and but my situation was not like that but then it starts chilling out and then one time and this was about seven years ago this new doctor wanted to give me all these blood tests and this was even before i did like mainstream porn Mm -hmm. and um you know she was just like a new doctor i think trying to make insurance money and they tested me and it came out negative. And then my doctor said, well, that's strange because I thought you said you had that. And then he retested me and they said sometimes it, you know.
1: Maybe it was something like else. Did question. you Do you think you had like a bad like uh, um, consultation with someone or something?
2: Misdiagnosed? Misdiagnosed. I don't know. Yeah. pretty much seemed like textbook back when we only had textbooks. Right. 80, 87 of 86. It's like
1: so it's I like it, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, like, it's <laughs> like the body's so weird. It's like sometimes you'll get something like a rash or something and you're like, "Oh my god, this is this." And you look it up and it says it's this and herpes or AIDS or whatever and you're like, "Oh my god, I got AIDS." And then <laughs> and then you go and it's like, "Oh no, it's just a little uh, you know, in uh, ingrown, hair, ingrown yeah. hair or uh, you know, uh you're allergic to something or whatever, you know, whatever." And it's like it ends up but being
2: you too much. you've jerked
1: mm-hmm. off too much I mean yeah like I've done that where it's like oh my god it's like oh my god I think I like yeah I, I definitely like injured myself like permanently and then it's like no you just need to take a break and stop doing that for a week <laughs> yeah <laughs> like slow down <laughs> slow down and you know give your boy a break you know um, yeah it's the like,
2: doctor's
1: it, like quit edging, quit, edging. Quit, quit, yeah, quit doing it whatever you're doing don't do that use lotion and lube what is wrong with you <laughs> That's what it's for that's why it exists
2: free, free coconut oil yeah but no I mean i I didn't I don't remember feeling like I kind of deserved this just because I was so overwhelmed with right. so many emotions, but probably looking back on it a few years later i i I sort of said well, that was like pretty stupid of you having unprotected sex and the time of the coming of age of HIV sort of thing. And, you know, you're lucky that you didn't have more shit to deal with and just get over it.
1: Well, you know what? We we all have to go through those things to, like, realize certain Mm -hmm. things. We've all been there. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, oh, my God, unprotected sex. Oh, that was stupid. But, like, you know, it just happens sometimes. Um, And, uh, you know, you you, you learn about it. You live on it. You move on. How was so so when you're when you're diagnosed with this poss- possibility of of herpes like and then going into the adult uh, business is that is that like a setback in a way or is it more like is it more like well no this is fine we just have to like uh, disclose this information to everyone or you know
2: well so many of us have it <laughs> right well yeah. I, I would
1: assume because everyone like everyone first of all everyone has like you know herpes one on the mouth or whatever I feel like because you get yeah. a cold sore that's what that is
2: yeah and so many people don't kind of realize that that is that, and that could be spread to the other areas. Right. I mean, porn stars are more tested than everyone. I feel like they're safer than everyone, more conscientious. You know, we have to get tested before we do a scene. However, herpes is not on that panel. Everything else is like hep C. Yeah, that is um, interesting. When you,
1: when you uh-huh. go, get the, when you get the STD test, it's like literally everything except that, I think. And they're like well we don't we don't test for herpes and it's like well why isn't that included in that because because i guess it doesn't show up or whatever like you have to go back like if you think you have it you have to go back and like have them like you know swab it or look at it or get the blood or whatever you know yeah it's weird
2: well it's because well from what they from what i've you know they say that it's it's i mean it's inconclusive like it can say you're positive yet you may never have had an outbreak. There's no way that it can, and we all have it, like pretty much everyone in the adult industry, like nobody could work. Like, there would be no porn. If they tested for herpes, there would be no porn. Right, right. (laughs) Exactly. There would be no professionally made porn. But but what they do
3: ask is... So
1: pretty much, like, everyone out there that's watching porn and really getting your rocks off and, you know, this is so hot, just remember, every one of those people have herpes, if that that ruins the moment for you. (laughs) If not, go back to watching it. They don't say that don't in the video. There's no disclaimer. Like, by the way, everyone in this video has herpes. Please be, please watch with caution. Be safe.
2: <laughs> I got herpes from watching. I'm a asshole. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Everyone that comes on the show leaves with herpes. That's that's their parting gift. Um, well,
2: they they would uh, they just ask that before you go on set. Like, if you have an outbreak, don't shoot. You yeah, know, like stay home. Hum- stay food. home.
1: It's the same thing as COVID. Yeah. It's like, hey, you got a cough? Mm-hmm. Like, don't come into work. You know. <laughs> yeah you have a cold sore on your dick you know yeah maybe not don't attend the orgy this weekend if you got a cold sore on your dick you know maybe just stay home (laughs) (laughs)
2: it's common decency
1: exactly yeah yeah it's like anything else that's fine oh oh my god um well that's that's a good story that's a good asshole story yeah it's like you know and and i'm sure you have we all have plenty of them so it's like we'll definitely have you back to tell another one at some point which is which keeps the the guests coming back for more, for more asshole stories and whatnot. Um,
2: But it was really shitty and really devious. And I would always hang out with her and I would never try to be obvious about it, but you know, I'd, I'd work him into the conversation somehow, but honestly, Doug, I didn't have to try very hard because she was still kind of obsessed with him and it would usually be like the third thing out of her mouth. And then I just, innocently feed it and and if there's one thing people want to talk about it's someone who hurt them Yeah, and that's they true. want to tell stories and drama or oh, they yeah. want to find out what they're doing or they have theories about it so you can get like plenty oh. of info just fine. Yeah because it's thera-
1: It's therapeutic for them it's cathartic they're going to want to spill their guts about you know their, the person they can't get over and what they what this person thinks of what they did and, you know looking for advice and yeah it's like it's, it's never ending.
2: It was pretty romantic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's love, you know. So it'll make you do crazy things sometimes in the in the, yeah. in the heat of the moment. <laughs> herpes or no I'm herpes.
2: Glad I'm old and out in the desert and too old to have herpes and feel anything.
3: You
1: how know? is how is the uh, how is the dating scene out in the desert? Is there anyone there? <laughs> are you on any? Are you on any of the apps? Is there like one person that shows up that's like, hey, I'm still here. I live next door to you. <laughs>
2: um, I haven't tried or tapped into it yet yeah. i'm just so busy taking care of 11 animals right and driving back to la once a week and trying to uh get this place straightened out because i'm not very domestic but um yeah no i i feel like you know i'm keeping up with my only fans feed i'm it's it's a lot to deal with and i've only been here since july so right. who knows like maybe i'll get to it but
1: yeah but there's I, no there's no I rush you're to, busy
2: yeah, yeah, I'm busy. I have friends. I'm friends with my handyman. Um, and he's not a murderer, you <laughs> I'm know.
1: Friends with like my handyman. Yeah, that does sound like an OnlyFans video. <laughs> <laughs> really this is my handyman, <laughs> really my friend. Come on in.
2: <laughs> but I tried to get him on OnlyFans. Oh really? You know? Because I mean, Doug, like the really the only way a guy can make money on there is you have to You have to have a woman. You have to be willing well you have to have a woman but even then you're chatting to gay guys like straight women aren't paying to see hot men only yeah it's it's guys yeah yeah Yeah. right
1: but they have to put themselves out there right like they can't be wearing a mask or something right yeah like i would i would do it but i'd be like i'd I'd have to i'd have a mask on and i'd have i'd have this behind me with a mask on so people would still know it was me probably but um (laughs) i'd forget i'd forget to take this down I'd be like, oh shit. Um, yeah, but you gotta you, you really gotta put yourself out there as a guy, right? And just like go for it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well you um you can have like a free account where you don't post nudity on your wall because you're not allowed to, and then some guy tips you privately and he's like, Hey dog, I know you're straight, but I would love to see you jerk off. I love straight guys, you know. And right. Uh, you know, you now, can is say this... my name is Martin, you know. But is this
1: live or do you just send them like a video or whatever?
2: Them a video. Yeah,
1: but you now know? they have it forever, and right?
2: Well, they don't because OnlyFans is designed to only be available when you're a subscriber to OnlyFans. It's not downloadable. But, I mean, there's nothing to stop them from taking their phone. and
1: Right. Know, there's there's, there's ways TV. for them to get it, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, so that's the thing. You're just putting yourself out there and, you know, it's like... You know, if you yeah. if you are if you are a um, you know a high profile uh, lawyer or doctor, you may not be wanting to do OnlyFans on the side. Not that you probably need you to. You have
2: but, to not give a fuck. Yeah. But I was thinking about this in, with comedy. Like you say, you know, high profile lawyer, a doctor. Yeah, don't do it unless it really turns you on. Right. But like comedy will. Suck the life out of whatever other gig you have. Like, you know, I do porn and also comedy. But your comedy is going to financially compromise whatever else you do. Oh, yeah. Don't you find that? So, like, you know, you have always, you know, be great with animals. You make money working with animals. And that is a job that can work within your comedy. But you're letting the comedy, like, come first. So, say you were... Say you owned a rehab. I could see you running a rehab. Mm-hmm. I would cast you as a guy running a rehab center. Oh. you have that vibe like you were in recovery a long time ago and it worked for you.
1: Right, I could, so see, I I could see. I could. See I could see, see like I could see myself like running one of those like promises or uh, secrets or whatever the hell they're called of a Malibu. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I would just yeah. call I, mine would be called shh. <laughs> That's it. It would just be a big shush. Um yeah, I can see myself doing that like, you know. But it would it would it would be a total scam. It would be like, you know, yeah, I've been in recruiting and obviously I haven't, but um just taking money from people and helping them. Um well,
3: most of
2: them
1: are. Yeah, exactly. That's like there's that there's that infomercial that comes on with that one guy like I used to be an addict, but now I'm not or whatever he says and it's like <laughs> It's like I don't believe I don't believe yeah, you. I, mean, I don't believe you, buddy.
2: Yeah. A lot of them are like just getting government money or yeah. people just want to have you sign off on their shit so they can get back to their lives. Kind
1: yeah, of thing exactly. Contract. Yeah.
2: But you could be doing that. But if you also got into comedy, that would take a hit. Like right. You, whatever way you're doing it, if you're running a scam or you're doing it legit, it's going to take a hit.
1: I you think know? you need to like for you doing OnlyFans, you need to either be already be in entertainment and not care or like comedy. Yeah. Comedy is actually the perfect balance for that I would say because you're already you're already out there as a comedian spilling your life and talking about things that people probably are not comfortable talking about in normal life you know so you already are out there being yourself you're yourself so if you are you know you know if you do like porn and you want to like put yourself out there then do it but like yeah if you have any other job like if you're a teacher or like a cop or whatever you know it's like you really got to think about that because like you know not not to say that you can give up one of them and go only fans and do it 100% you know Probably make more money as, than a teacher, obviously. But, you know, one, one of them is going to be compromised amazing, at some point.
2: That's an amazing observation, like the vulnerability and the crossover with comedy and porn. Because, yeah, you're already talking about things that are, you know, not normal for people to talk about. And you're enjoying that exposure on stage. I mean, you're packaging it in jokes. But, like, I always felt like a lot of the shit I said on stage was really really shocking and and now i talk about doing porn and there's there's a an amazing rush in that vulnerability yeah standing on that stage and saying you know i do like old lady porn and stuff like that and they're like holy shit you know and then you get them to laugh too like that's a real
1: that's amazing it's an amazing feeling now when you when when you first started comedy though was there was there a time where like you you did not talk about the porn in your act? Like, were you like keeping that separate for a while? Like you didn't want people to know about yeah. that? Yeah. How long, how long did yeah. that last? How long did that last?
2: A long time. Also, cause I was going out for commercial auditions, yeah. you know, and I was, um, you know, I was hiding it. I was kind of hiding it, but my act was still like pretty dirty and weird. Right. And everything. Because, the, because really your
1: act, your act yet. is you, your act is you. And you know, you want to represent yourself and your beliefs and who you are. So, you know, if it gets to a point where, yeah, you end up like not lying, but maybe a little bit like not being entirely true of who you are. And this, 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 you know, adult actress side of you is still there and you have jokes about it and you want to talk about it and you're just like, ah, I can't, well, maybe I can, you know, it just start slowly creeping out, I would say. And then once you, once you do get it out there, you probably feel a hundred percent yourself and and totally fulfilled and just at ease, I would imagine. Well, it
2: was, weird to transition it because like at first one of the the main ways I got it out there was running an open mic and I was running the mic at the pig and whistle and I was running that mic from like 2014,
3: 15, 16, four and a
2: half, almost five years of running that mic and I sort of said look you know it's me and it's a bunch of dudes and I think from me running the mic a lot more women started to come but I said it's my mic I'm going to talk about my truth. I mean, and and I broke in porn material in front of like horny, drunk, open mic dudes. Like it was a bar, you know. But I that's mean, a great place
1: to like to like experiment too. with it. You know, it's almost like I'm gonna yeah. talk. I'm gonna talk about some things like in my comedy or like personal things or whatever. And like you may not want to do it at the the, the comedy store, or the improv, or whatever yet, or like a, a big show with a big crowd. But yeah, like a, a mic or these small stages where you can kind of work on it, and see what people's reactions are, and then bring it to a larger audience.
2: That's exactly what I did, dude. I, yeah. I broke it in there, and I wasn't gonna go up. I'm the host of These Nuts at the Comedy yeah. Store, and I wasn't gonna be like, "Hi, I do porn," you know. I'm like, "No, hi, I'm the host. I have jokes." Blah blah blah. Right. And then I got to the point post pandemic where I bring it up in my hosting because in early 2020, I did I did the comedy special that's on Amazon. I did um sleazy does it yeah and that was mainly jokes about porn and jokes about escorting and jokes about you know like just sexuality well i mean porn and escorting that was new grounds and because of talking about that i think a lot of people watched it you know the subject matter i mean that's what i noticed once i started talking about porn and prostitution like people were like what what would she talk like listening more? <laughs> and they want to know about that. Like, yeah, they're curious. Write a book about that shit. Yeah, they're very curious.
1: Yeah. You know, so. and, that, and that's the thing about sex. It's like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know. But then they're, they're all ears and eyes when someone starts talking about it or whatever, you know, and uh-huh. they have a million questions and uh, and it's it's just natural, I think. But yeah, like people, people definitely will start tuning in and, and, and paying attention when you talk about a certain topic, I think. That they're interested they sure
3: in as hell do. Yeah.
2: so you know i was at an age i've been doing comedy for a long time and part of it was like i need to i need to level up like i wasn't trying it wasn't a gimmick because i was an established comedian and i'm like i know i can write jokes about this i'm not trying to like and i don't i don't have any judgment for all I care about in comedy is like someone who's funny. You yeah. know, I don't care where you come from or how long you've been doing it. Or if you start talking about something that's uh sensational or maybe people consider exploitive, I'm just like, can you write? Do you have jokes? Yeah. You, know? you
1: got jokes, you got entertaining stories with jokes, uh, you know, peppered in there and, you know, fully fleshed out and stuff like that. Like that's, that's what it matters. And, e- and everyone's different. Everyone has different backgrounds, different stories, different interests. And that's what makes yeah. each performer, you know, unique and, their own so that's that's always fun to you know find new people and put them on shows and work with them and whatnot you know
2: i hope we get to work together again soon i know
1: i know it's been forever um all right well those were some great stories this was this, we had some very interesting topics that that came out of uh out of these stories in left field I think we can go on forever. Uh,
2: I'm a bass hole. I'm a bass hole. Yeah,
1: well there is only one one way to end this show is you say your name and that you say that you're a bass hole. So go ahead, the floor is yours.
2: My name is Sally Mullins, aka Jamie Foster, and I'm a bass
1: hole. There you go, folks. Sally Mullins aka Jamie Foster, that's your adult performing name. And she uh, she's a asshole, but she came on here and redeemed herself today, so she can go in peace. Of course. Um, all right. Well, let's check out Sally Mullins. Uh, you can follow her at Sally Mullins eight one eight on uh, the Instagram and all the social apps. Uh, what else? Your, your podcast is uh, podcast is um, uh, what is it called? The uh, Hello Cougar. Podcast. Hello Cougar. I know it had two names. Hello Cougar. Mm-hmm. Hello Cougar. You can download that anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, and what else are you working on? You got shows coming up soon?
2: Well, I'm at Federal Bar about once a week. All I'm posting right. Dee's Nuts. And as far as uh, these... something to check out, well, yeah, these Nuts. Well, my, my OnlyFans is uh, Ms. Jamie Foster. But, you know, I'm in town doing these Nuts once a week. But I'm trying to decide, like, what my next comedy special is going to be. I moved out to the desert and I have so much content that I have to like process and get out there. So I'm, I'm working on stuff, but I don't know exactly what.
1: (laughs) And that's all that matters. You're keeping busy. (laughs) You, you got a new life out there in the desert with, with your animals and you're doing these nuts in the North Hollywood once a week, which is great. That's where that show is now, right? Not, not at the comedy store, the federal.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's back at this store once a month. Oh, okay. It just went back to the comedy store. We're back there on the 25th of September,
1: so. Okay, cool.
2: You know, that's always on Eventbrite. If anyone wants to come to the comedy store, it always yeah, sells out. Yeah,
1: definitely. Check out that show. That's where that's where I started doing comedy. Yep. Vargas definitely. and yourself on that show. That's mm-hmm. a great show. Mm-hmm. It's always fun. Good crowds. Vargas yeah,
2: yeah. I know it's so fun to be back in the belly room. It's really great. And it's packed. And it's I
1: know like, I need to go. I haven't I been, I haven't been up there since pandemic. I'm, I'm pretty much at the improv a lot now, but uh, I do have to stop. Good. I have to stop in the, at the store at some point.
2: Well, you'll have to come on my podcast and talk about what's going on with you. And yeah. improv. I want to know. And you know, your performances that for cool. sure. You have always been funny and I love, you know, your whole vibe and your delivery on stage and your stories about dog walking and everything they are great.
1: No, thank you so much.
2: And, of course, the sex parties. Those were <laughs> fun,
1: too. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's, there's tons of stories about that stuff. Um, all right, folks. We'll definitely check out Sally Mullins. Make sure you follow her. And uh, we'll definitely have Sally back on because I know she's got a lot more stories, I'm sure. And uh, it's always good to talk to you, Sally. I hope I get to see you soon in person. And uh, remember, folks, uh, don't be a hole, But if you are, laugh about it. We'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to I'm a Basshole with Doug Bass. Follow us on Instagram at Bass Hole Show. Think you deserve to be on the show? Email us at contact at bassholeshow.com and visit our website at www.bassholeshow.com and get the latest information. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast fix and don't miss the full videos on YouTube. Remember... Don't be a basshole. But if you are, laugh about it. We'll see you next time.